This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Last month's Jolt's report showed millions of Americans have left their jobs looking for greener pastures. And that is leading us to a whole new dynamic on entrepreneurship. The side hustle has become more of a full-time option. The freelancer starting to gain some ground coming back once again. But that has also led to a record number of new business formations over the last year. And many of them are sole proprietorships, meaning people want to work for themselves and not for another company. So what does this mean for our economy and for our labor force moving forward? Jacqueline Kirtley is an assistant professor of management at the Wharton School and joins us with more on this. Jacqueline, great to have you back with us. Thanks for uh, giving us a few moments today. Happily, happily. It, it is amazing to see all of the dynamics around the labor force and this belief out there by a lot of people that entrepreneurship is the way to go and that they don't, in, in many cases, want to work for a company right now. I'm kind of careful about wording it that way because okay. for a lot of people, what happened in the last two years is the job they had changed. It became in some way uncomfortable for them or problematic for them, or it disappeared. And you solve that problem lots of different ways. For a number of people, that meant becoming a self-employed. And for some people, for a lot of people we're seeing, it is allowing them a chance to say, I want to do something different. I want to do, maybe I sh- now's the time when I go do the thing I always wanted to do. And so we're we're seeing a lot of people embrace this opportunity to do something different, whether it's going to stick, whether it's going to be permanent, whether it's going to be the thing that keeps me going through this crazy time, and then I go back to working for a company later. I don't think we know the answer to that yet, but what right. we're seeing is a lot of solutions to whatever's going on with my job during the pandemic. So maybe some short-term benefits that we don't know yet whether or not we'll have a a long-term lifetime to them. I think we're seeing short-term solutions that are really giving people an opportunity to rethink what their job, what their time spent in their job and how they make their living, what they want it to be. And that's fantastic in a lot of ways. It is making it challenging because the labor market doesn't look like employers are used to it looking. And we're seeing that with, you know, every time you go to a restaurant and they tell you, well, yeah, we have lots of empty tables because we don't have enough staff. But we're, we're seeing this opportunity and the, um, the, the number that a lot of people are paying attention to is the U S census has the statistics for business formation, which is basically the number of new business applications that get filed every month. And in the last year and a half, that number has shot up dramatically. And so we go from, you know, 200, 300,000 per month to 500,000 at one point or a couple points in the last two years. And this is crazy new. A, um, a lower part of that number is actually firms that will, or maybe a third of that number is firms that will hire more than one other person. Right. And that's that still jumped. That's still higher than it was. There's still um, about a 
30 to 40 percent increase in that in the number of new filings that will hire other people. But most of this huge jump is people that are self-employed. And but then you have, but then you have to also throw gig work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you also have to throw in the fact that you know when you're talking about uh, a uh, you know a, a new business formed and going this route, that the rate of success is you know you're not talking about eighty ninety percent success rate in many cases uh, with these types of businesses. No, it's and this is another place where you want to be careful getting where where you want to be careful getting too excited about the meaning of four point three million filings for new businesses is not all of them are going to be long-term. Some of them are going to be stopped. We're we're just stop gaps until restaurants reopened or hair salons reopened or whatever those businesses that closed in 2020 were. But there's also the fact that some of them are going to be kind of part-time work for a lot, for, for when those other jobs reopen, they're, they're going to be changes in kind of how we put together our careers there was a trend that was potentially coming before the the pandemic of an increased number of freelancers rather than employees and those right. those numbers would appear in this statistic as well if so i the, the- if i uh, become a self-employed and i can't do contract work for yeah. a large company that's going to look as a new business here and that's something right. and, we were also seeing more. And that's the dynamic, I think, that, that is also interesting about this because, you know, being a freelancer, yes, technically you are a, uh, a you know, an independent contractor. You are your own business. But if memory serves me, we had seen kind of a decline by businesses in wanting to have those types of employees on their payrolls. Uh, they wanted to have more. They wanted to fill jobs with people that were actually full-time employees of the firm and not farming it out to somebody that uh, they were working with as a contract. This one keeps going back and forth. We get these waves of um, companies saying we want to keep, we want to keep every, everything within the company because we want to be able to control and not necessarily control it, but we want to be able to make sure that we're getting the most of out of our employees, that whatever they learn while they're here gets reused on the next project and doesn't have to be recontracted. But then we also see ways that com- that firms are looking to kind of pe- bring people in on project bases. So it kind of goes back and forth. That's why I, I would describe that as some a trend we, we thought we were going to see. And yeah. then everything kind of changed when, uh, when COVID hit and, and the entire climate sort of shifted. So then when, when you think about the reasons you, uh, one of the reasons that that freelancers aren't always preferred is that they're not always that they're not part of the corporate culture, right. and the work from home shifts the meaning of that, or the so enactment, you, the enactment when, of that. When you think about then entrepreneurship as kind of a business segment, is it as strong as it has been at, that you've seen in in, in years past? Well, entrepreneurship as a business segment was actually kind of flat. It's it's a challenging one for most people to see. We we pay a lot of attention to these fantastic stories of unicorns and firms with valuations with these astronomical multi-billion, you know, multi-digit billion valuations. 
but most entrepreneurship is much smaller than that. And as a total, and we see this in the, again, in that business formation statistic, entrepreneurship, new entrepreneurial firms entering was kind of flat over the last two decades. And so we, we, this isn't shooting up or shooting down. It's kind of a continuing thing. There's lots of different types of entrepreneurship. There's the solo entrepreneur, the, these, these self-employed or freelance kind of options. There's the big company that's going to turn into a unicorn with multi-billion dollar valuation. And there's a lot of things in between right. that are all entrepreneurship. What do you think then the impact is on the labor force in general right now by, by this type of a- activity occurring? I think that there is an opportunity for people to, and this is something that a lot of people are calling the great resignation, to make the shift to doing something that they always wanted to try or do something different than what they were doing before. And that kind of empowerment has a lot of great potential. Um, the best entrepreneurs are the ones that are truly passionate about what they're doing and willing to put in the time to do that and succeed. So there's a lot of potential for us all, for the entrepreneurs themselves, but for also for those of us who want to have these products and services in the fact that this situation has opened those doors. So I tend to focus on that side. Right. So anecdotally, you know, having been at Wharton now for, for seven years, I've seen, you know, just the, the, the wealth of, uh, of students thinking about starting their own business and, and, you know, and, and moving forward. And obviously there have been some great success stories with that. And, and it seems like, you know, kind of looking out larger term uh, that we are seeing that kind of mindset really, you know, grow and develop when you see even one or two examples of success going that way, people feel like, okay, I'm willing to take it and give it a shot right now. Absolutely. We are big fans of the hero story in entrepreneurship. We see what other people have achieved against the odds and we're inspired by it. And it gives us the hope and the power to go off and try to do it ourselves. And it's one of the reasons why watching entrepreneurs has always been so fascinating because it is against the odds and it is uh, an effort that is, that seems sometimes Herculean that we really need to achieve. And they do. They are inspired, they're passionate, and they pull off things that are fantastic and create new stuff that we never knew existed or should. And the rest of us get get to be customers to that, which is good for us. What's interesting is when you think about the idea of the the side hustle, which is something that we really started to hear a lot of a lot about, uh, you know, maybe just before the pandemic, and then the pandemic really increased uh, increased that. Uh, it was just that something on the side, but you know, I guess people feel like that 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 could be an option for them. And as you alluded to, this is something that we may not fully know the impact now for you know three, four, five years to see what worked, what didn't work, and see how it has an impact on the economy. I think some of this was coming as a, a growth out of this gig economy that we've been seeing for a while now, because when you think about it, the original idea behind firms like Uber and Lyft was that you would drive as a side hustle. It wouldn't be your full-time job. And now we're seeing 
kind of both types of drivers in those in those jobs. The the thing that looked like a side hustle to begin with becoming a full-time job, that was something that we were seeing more of examples of. And now with this opportunity from that's been sort of created as a silver lining, I, I, I hope to think of it as, from the shift in the economy in the last two years and the work from home orders, we're seeing, okay, this is something I've thought about doing on the side. Could I do it for for real, for, for full-time? So for a lot of the companies that either cut back on their jobs when the pandemic hit uh, or, you know, they ended up losing employees who were going to other firms, I guess the question for a lot of these companies is how do they adjust to that? Will there be a longer-term impact for them, uh, or will they be able to kind of, I, I don't want to use the term roll with the punches, but to a degree that's what it is, is that they're going to be able to adjust and, and survive because their business structure is still uh, is still pretty strong. We're, we're going to see a little kind of shift in, and we're already seeing a little shift in the kind of um, power struggle between labor and employer. And that's that's coming out in a couple of places. But that kind of struggle settles out once we find a way to for everyone to agree. And so you may find larger companies are are filling those roles at a higher pay or with more benefits or with more with a different sort of context of work from home and work life balance. And we'll find a a solution or uh, maybe on a per employee or employer basis, but we're, we're pretty good as, as uh, people, as members of the economy, to find a way to make it work. So they'll, though, there will be shifts in how some of it's done, hopefully all for the better, but we'll, we'll see that firms with good strategies and good outcomes have the resources to pay people to help them do that work well, and they will be able yeah. to move forward. One thing I think we can agree upon, uh, Jacqueline, is that this is going to become very interesting research for people like yourself and, and, and others over the next several years. Yes, there's going to be there's going to be um, COVID or pandemic or work from home in the titles of a lot of academic papers in the coming years, whether we like it or not. Yes, Jacqueline, thanks very much for a few moments. Greatly appreciate it. All the best. Absolutely, nice to talk to you. Thank you. Jacqueline Kirtley, who is uh, Assistant Professor of Management at the Wharton School. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.